welcome to the Friendly Aussie Podcast. As you may have guessed from the title, this episode of the Friendly Aussie Podcast is an interview with Jenny Hallam, uh, yeah, very well-known medicinal cannabis advocate in Australia. She made headlines primarily through uh, providing cannabis oil, medicinal cannabis oil, to chronically ill patients. And after an exhausting legal battle, uh, she's been let off with no conviction, which is great. So yeah, the first podcast of the decade for us will be a conversation with Jenny Hallam. It's really exciting. This is uh, straws and pickles. Okay. But the people who make volcanoes. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, so this is by far I've the best... I've given up on vapes, to be quite honest. Have you? Yeah, I'm, like, nah, I, I I'm used to use vape. a vape all the time, and <laughs> I just got fucking sick of it. I just I ended up coughing more off a vape than I do off just straight weed. What you need yeah, to do right. is I have an attachment where I can plug this into a bong, and then I can filter it with the water, so you get that, like, coolness. Yeah, and but I don't know. But I, shouldn't, I shouldn't get that. Like, I've got a fucking throat like a fucking... Like, oh you know, yeah, because you're saying you don't cough. Yeah, yeah so it shouldn't can. like it. Like to me, it worries me that there's obviously yeah. it's taking it to a temperature where my throat isn't liking it or mm. something in my body it's isn't more, liking it. Do you know what I mean? It's a lot drier. Yeah, that's what I find. <clears throat> I cough when it, my throat gets really dry because it gets yeah. scratchier. I don't know, but it's only on it's only on vapes that I tend to do it, and mm. and like I get tend to do it with these as well. Like anything that really heats it up to a temperature more than just your lighter yeah. does. Well, no, this is uh, less than a lighter. This is one eighty. Oh, lighter is, is more. This okay. is only going at 180. Okay, a lot of people hate these, so a lot more than that. Uh, like the most you can go up to, I think, is 210. Okay. Maybe 220. Yeah, most of, most people I know have these over two. No, I like mine 185, 190. Yeah. I'm very comfortable. I there. used to start um, with my ascent. I used to start at one. I think it was at 182. I'd started at. That's what I started at. <laughs> and I would just and I would and I would smoke it all out at 182 because you get different stuff off different levels. So I yeah. would smoke it all at 182. Then I'd raise it up to about 187 or something like that. And then I'd take it to 192 or something. Yeah, and, and I'd smoke just, it. And you'd smoke. You can and you, you can re-smoke do, it yeah. over again because you get different stuff out of it at different temperatures wow so yeah no that's that's and true. then really and then the leftover shit you use for oil because you're still extracting yeah, oil yeah, out of yeah, it yeah, yeah, yeah. i normally make butter with mine yeah butter yeah, oil there's so many applications for that. yeah or a lot of people um, waste their shit butter sandwich. yeah yeah and holy shit it's good you can just sprinkle it in well, it's uh-huh. the same with the coconut oil when i make the coconut yeah. oil and you have the leftover plant matter people yeah. chuck that away it's like fuck no you put that in capsules and you use that that's mm. like just as good as the oil if not better so that makes um. sense i've um <clears throat> I've quit my job to go into Canada full time with the digital agency. I quit, I leave in like January and I'm looking to set up a bit of a cooperative workspace to have people kind of come and work. It could be not relating to Canada, but yep. I want to encourage people around the Canada scene to come that's together a great idea. and kind of do some shit. Yeah, because that's what we need. We need to bring people together and talk and mm-hmm. and that's when we come up with the best ideas. Yeah, looking at that and then I know um, Christian, do you know Green Dauphin? Oh, yeah. He ran Vape Fuse as well. He's a really good dude. Um, uh, we're looking at maybe setting up some sort of like cannabis events, like kind of around more, it would be more around the business side where we're trying to get um, businesses to come and network together <laughs> and then share seminars and things like that. But the idea would be that networking could actually do that flow and effect. Mm. The idea I've got, because I told you about my startup, Better Letters. What I wanted is if I had all of these businesses that are retail fronts and whatnot, um, give them flyers to include in everything they send to direct them to like write to your MP Mm -hmm. and just try and fill the mailboxes of the MPs to the point where they can't read their normal mail. Yeah, that's how we annoy them. Like we, what, sure. we, what we used to do is like, because we realised that emails were just getting ignored. Yeah. But faxes, 
faxes oh. were pissing them off because they had <laughs> they to just come because they were just coming yeah. through and yeah, it was yeah. using their paper and they were having to redo their paper yeah. and stuff like that. So that was that was what annoyed them was the faxes. So <laughs> that's interesting because fa- that really does tie into what I'm thinking. Yeah, if, for and sure. if we faxed them, it was really pissing them off, and so oh, that's what we did. Cool. Um, yeah, that's great. But that that's how that, that's how you work. That's how you get them. Is mm-hmm. like yeah. you give them more work to do. Yeah. Like emails are nothing. Emails yeah, exactly. are just delete, just delete, delete. delete. So think about what's but when you've destroy. got to tear the paper off, file yeah. that, or put that, because then you, that has to go somewhere. You can't just delete that. You know that has to actually be officially filed somewhere. Sure. And then you have to replace the paper because the paper keeps running out. So uh-huh. if you've got a hundred faxes come through in one day when you normally get two, and you're having to constantly go and re- redo the paper and shit like that, that gets annoying. And I can guarantee that when the assistants are pissed off, that gets back into the ears of the actual MPs oh, and yeah. the politicians and that themselves because that means that they're not able to do the other work that they want them to do. Mm-hmm. So they're going to be like, oh, well, I'm sorry, I didn't get a chance to, you know, write that letter you wanted me to do because I was too busy, you know, getting the faxes off the fucking fax machine that all these cannabis people are sending us. So that's how you, that's how you do it. you got to be smart. That's you, why I built the whole letter thing. The only thing that I've had is every time, like, I've tried to approach a few organisations, I need to do it more, but um, they're like, but you're making money off this? And I'm like, a little it's right. okay to make some money. That's like, what I've been saying. Like everyone, like this is what shits me. It's like I've lost everything. I've got no money left, and people still think that I should be doing everything for nothing. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I've had two different corp, like big corporations, like big companies, say to me that they would like me to set up a non-for-profit. Um, to raise money to get cannabis legalised because there's so much we could do if we had the money, like um, commercials, TV commercials, mm. like public service announcements, stuff like that to yeah. ch- change people's, you know, like re-educate people about cannabis, billboards, you know, things like yeah, that, yeah. massive advertising campaigns, that sort of stuff. But we can also, and this is what people don't realise, we can also pay for our own clinical trials. Mm. So we don't have to wait for the government to do clinical trials. If we can get enough bucks together, we can do our own clinical trials on different things right. and we can we can fuck them over ourselves. But yeah. we need the money behind us. So all these guys have sort of said to me, well, you know, start up a non-for-profit, get people to donate money and stuff like that. But they've all suggested, because to do that is going to be a big thing, that um, with these non-for-profits, you, you like the person running it takes a wage out of it. Yeah, that's what's... And, um, and I said to them, like, I could never do that because I've got enough people that give me shit like just for the raising the money I did for my legal yeah. fees it was like 25 grand yeah. and I've had these dickheads going around saying that I used it for going on holidays mm-hmm. and shit like that which is all a load of shit like I, if anyone can show a picture of any fucking holiday I've been on in the last three years then go for it <laughs> but I certainly haven't the only thing I've been to are cannabis events which is work and people don't understand that they all seem to think that, that that's fun and stuff like that yeah. and it might be for a lot of people that go to these things because they do they go and party and stuff like that for me it's work because I get hundreds of people that talk to me at these events so most people go and even if you've got a booth and stuff like that you know you might speak to a fair few people but you speak to those people sort of during the day and then I get masses of messages during the night and then I get people that bump into me and I'm still working like because they're not just talking to me about hey how's your day been what's going on stuff they're talking to me about how do I treat this and what do I do for this and can you help me with oil and you know and so it never fucking stops for me like people literally my phone is going 24 hours a day because I get international people messaging me asking for advice and shit like that as well so my phone is constantly going it's exhausting yeah i've got some ideas here i've got some ideas yeah it's exhausting but people like people will think that i've got to do it all for nothing like i can't even charge if i charge for consults people get shitty like other people charge a 100 bucks an hour for a consult and that's just fucking fine and dandy Uh but if i say that i'm going to charge for consult it's like oh but you're not supposed to charge your jenny hallam and it's like no I, yes, well, yes, I'm Jenny Hallam. Yes, all right, yes, I'm Jenny Hallam. But it doesn't mean that everything I do from now on I have to do for free. Yeah, true. Yes, I was the compassionate healer that did help people for nothing, but I can't live on air. 
true. Yeah, well, no, that, that's what's happened. Has... Your branding basically became you're the person who will help people for free. Yeah, and now, and now everyone it's, expects that. It's just that. stuck. Yeah, I've got some ideas on what we can do. What what I think you were talking about building a website just before with me when we we're off air. But <clears throat> the idea that I have is. We need to take literally all of the knowledge you have, turn it into text, video, and audio. Yeah. Right? This is what we Get do at Friendly Aussie Buds. So, like, it, it's kind of weird to say because we've only been around for a year and a half, but factually this is correct. We're Australia's largest cannabis publication, and that's because we're the only people that are writing content that aren't the mainstream media. Mm. Um, everyone else is just resharing the other mainstream media. Like, yep. that's all we see. We've been trying to do our own research, but we're not experts. We're just two stoners that like weed enough to write about it and are motivated enough to do something essentially like so Regularly. we've been trying to put out info so like i did like a big grow guide on how to grow and like where you buy everything but it's obviously for when it's legal because we don't want people doing that now no no of course but, not. We, we don't want to we don't want that people doing anything illegal. you know of course not. we try and put out like helpful resources you know like um, harm minimization and reduction uh, yeah all like kinds of stuff. mitch put up an article yesterday talking about the problems he's had with everyday cannabis use mm. you know yeah. th the problem I have with this community as a whole is like, nah, nothing's wrong with weed, man. And it's like, <laughs> there are very many things wrong with weed. And if we can't it's, acknowledge that, it won't be legalized. I mean, we, we have to acknowledge the f the problems that it has for people, so we can help with that harm minimization. Exactly. Like, if you we, can't if just we, keep denying this. Exactly. If we deny it and don't admit that there are issues with certain things, mm -hmm. then that's going to cause problems in the future. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of people don't realize, um, you know, they say, okay, you can use cannabis oil to cure cancer. Yep, you sure can, but you can also kill people with cannabis oil if you do it the wrong way. Correct. Because yeah. if you kill cancer too quickly, it um, kill goes. Other cells? It, no, the dying the dying cancer cells go through the liver, so the toxins from the dying um, cancer cells go through the liver, and it just overdoses the liver. And you can kill yep. person by just destroying their liver. Wow. And people, many many people have done that. Um, and a lot of there was um, a clinic, a um, cancer clinic over in China or something that started using it, and they did that just. They did it too quickly and killed a few people. And, you know, it's very frustrating because one of them was a person that was I'd been helping and helping yeah. very effectively. He went over there for the very last little bit of it and they killed him pretty much. Jeez. So um, it's very frustrating. And a lot of people don't know that. And that's why, you know, like a lot of people sort of say that, you know, I get down on on some of the other black market suppliers and oil makers and that like that and whatever but i have to because there's a lot of people out there doing stupid shit that don't know what they're doing so if you if you're making oil and you're giving it to people to help them but you've researched it you know what you're doing you've tested your oil somehow somewhere yeah. to know what what it's you know and you're doing it the same every time like i knew mine was the same because i made it exactly the same every time it was grown exactly the same every time i made it the same way every Control. time yeah. so i knew that it was pretty consistent and i had it tested like quite a few times at every time the test came back consistent every time hmm. so if you're doing that and you've done a lot of research you know your patients you've done an extreme amount of research on their individual medical conditions the other medications they're taking because other medications interact with cannabis a lot of people don't realize that like there's a lot of people especially elderly people that are on blood thinners like yeah. warfarin and yeah. cannabis also thins the blood so if you give Correct. them cannabis while they're taking warfarin you can thin their blood too much and you can make them bleed out 
Cannabis so, can increase and modulate the heart rate since it works on the endocannabinoid system. It yep. modulates all different kinds of So systems. there's a lot of different ways it can interact with medications. There's yeah. a lot of inter- uh, medication it interacts with, like steroids. There's yep. a lot of the um, epilepsy medications it interacts with. Okay. So if you don't know that and you're just pissing around with people's lives because you want to make a bit of money, yeah. that's what I'm getting angry at. Sure. So I don't mind the healers out there that have done their research, that have come to people like me or to other experienced healers and asked for advice and said, okay, what do we do? How do we go about this? And a lot of people have done that and I'm happy, always happy to give advice to new healers Mm. Um, and I would rather them come to me and bother me because a lot of people say, well, we don't want to bother you. It's like, no, bother me, please. (laughs) I would rather you bother me than kill somebody because that's what we're scared of because at the moment there have been no deaths from cannabis but if somebody does something stupid one day, which somebody almost did... Um, and had killed somebody, then that will change that forever. And we'll never, ever be able to go back again and say cannabis doesn't kill anybody. Because like I said, yes, cannabis might not be able to kill somebody, but the interactions with other things can. And so one day they might attribute that to cannabis if they figure that out. Do you know what I mean? So Mm. we have to be extremely careful with what we do. And we're taking people's lives in their hands. You can't be messing around. Like a lot of people don't realise with cancers that there are... like there's a couple of different types of cancers. There's hormonal cancers and there's normal cancers. Now, if you treat a hormonal cancer the way you treat a normal cancer, you will kill the person because you just speed it up. So hormonal cancer, like normal cancers, you treat with, say, um, three to one THC, CBD. So three 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 THC to one CBD. Hormonal cancers need to be treated the opposite way around. So three CBD to one THC because too much THC makes the cancer grow. It'll just accelerate. And you accelerate it and you kill the person. And Mm. I know many so-called healers that have done that. And I've got them, like I've got the patient like just like literally a week or so before they've died just to give them palliative care to try and to halt it but you can't it's too late and so yes cannabis might not be able to kill people but the people helping people with cannabis can kill people oh absolutely and that's that's why i get so angry and that's why i try so hard to um to stop a few people and there's you know a few people that i have had to go after in the past that i've been threatened by and you know they've thrown little fits and Mm. you know carried on for months and months and months over and it's like well look do the right thing and you won't have me bothering you. That's what it comes down to. Don't lie. Mm. Don't deceive. Don't bullshit people. And don't yeah. make shit oil. And you don't have to worry about Jenny Hallam. <laughs> <laughs> where, uh, you put it here first, I guess. where did you get your knowledge from? A lot of research. Yeah. And talking to a lot of people that have been doing it. Yeah. Um, but a lot of research. I, I read a lot of stuff. I read all the Rip Simpson stuff. Yeah. Yep. All his stuff. And... When when you when you look into something in detail, that's when if you like if you're looking into it hard enough, you will find the faults if there are any. <clears throat> so when I was looking into the Rick Simpson method, that when it was around like all the videos and that he had around yep. at the time that I started doing it, he was doing it in a rice cooker, a Teflon rice cooker. Teflon and, wow. problem. And I looked at it straight away and I thought, holy shit, you're gonna kill people <clears throat> because yeah. Teflon causes cancer. Yeah, yeah. So he was defeating the purpose, basically. He was making this oil to save people, but he was cooking it in Teflon and it was dangerous. Mm. So straight away I realised, okay, well, he might have some good ideas, but he's not fucking perfect. Excuse me. 
but that's you know that's the thing and so I looked at other things and other way people doing it I thought no that's not right we shouldn't do that or we should do this and researched it more and then found better ways to do it and so um, I don't use a rice cooker or didn't use a rice cooker um, I would use um, just an, an induction cooktop so they're basically like an electric yep, cooktop right. that you just plug in no flame <clears throat> and a um, stainless steel saucepan so when I'm doing oil I will only use stainless steel or glass like Pyrex yep. well that's, I won't your, use, that's your lab yeah no no plastics um, you can use wooden spoons and stuff like that, but no sure. no plastics or anything like that because that just leaches in, no Teflon. Mm. Um, and so as I was doing it, I realised, oh, shit, you know, there were some ways that weren't right and they shouldn't have done this and w- found ways to make it better. And and when I first came on the scene, there was no coconut oil. No one was doing coconut oil. They were just doing the fecos, uh, the yep. full, extract coconut, uh, full extract cannabis oils and tinctures and shit like that. Yeah, and butter. No, or butters, that was more, not for, this is medical I'm talking about. Yep. They were, that butter was really only being done for, for rec, rec. Okay, yeah, back, back then. then. Yeah. And so, like I said, the only thing that was really being used for <clears throat> for medical when I first came on the scene was just tinctures and just full fecos. Yeah. When did you come on the scene? And what really brought you into it? Like, what was the... I was sick. Like I was really, really sick. I've got a um, body-wide chronic pain condition, fibromyalgia, um, chronic nerve damage. Mm. I've got a 6 out of 10 resting pain level. Wow. Like body-wide. Yeah, yeah. Like my whole body's in pain all the time. So 6 out of 10 just when I wake up in the morning, but by the time I move around and do shit, it's like 8. So I'm sitting at about an 8.5 at the moment um, just from doing stuff today. Um, And it was from six car accidents. None of yeah. which were my fault. None were my fault. I'm not a bad driver. <laughs> I am now. I'm an aggressive fucking driver now. Um, but yeah, I was rear-ended three times while I was stationary, hit from the side, hit from the front, and then I had a 40-foot pine tree just drop on my car while I was driving that along in a storm one day. Which suburbs did this all happen in? In all different places. Everywhere All different places. And over, diff- oh, like over, a, over a period of about... To 15 years yeah and just made it worse and worse and worse and i just thought you've got to be fucking kidding me like this yeah. is just ridiculous like i thought joke. like it was just i had the worst luck like just oh, the worst awful. luck and like mm. i said it wasn't they weren't my fault like yeah. three of them i was just sitting there minding my own business and someone goes slam up behind you it's like <laughs> how do you, you can't avoid that like to have a tree like not just a branch i'm not talking a just a branch tree. a whole 40 foot pine tree that just the whole root root ball fall like pulled out because it was a massive storm so the whole root ball pulled out of the ground and the whole tree like it literally like lifted up and just like hovered in front of me for a couple of seconds and then just dropped on top of me and then just rolled over that it didn't kill you is pretty oh, i can't fucking well it's it was the weirdest thing i don't talk about this very often but something very strange happened that day yeah. i was on the way to my grandfather's funeral it was on halloween wow and it was a massive storm no way and as the tree fell on me well, as the tree started to fall, my grandfather, the dead one, <laughs> screamed in my ear, get in the other lane and jam on your brakes. What? Right? Oh. All right. And, and like I always did, like he, he was like a second father to me. So yeah, yeah. what he said, I did. So when I heard his voice and he was yelling at me like that, it was like, fuck. And so I immediately turned my wheel, like, ja- like ja- jagged it to the right and tried to hit the brakes. Now, this is where it gets fucking weird, right? <laughs> now, just before the tree hit me, I was trying to hit the brakes, but I couldn't get to the, like, I was like, I didn't have time. So as I'm, I bring my leg up, go to hit the brakes, before I could hit the brakes, my foot misses them because my seat has slid backwards, like gone flying backwards and clicked in at the very, because I'm short as fuck, right? So my seat is pushed as far as it can get forward. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But it, it unclicked and, and as went and went back and clicked into the back position and stayed there. So I couldn't reach the brakes, Ooh. but my car stopped. And so as the tree hit 
And then so as the tree hit, it was the very top part of the tree that hit me, not the bottom. Because if I'd stayed in the other lane, yeah. it would have been the bottom. It was a pine tree, right? Uh, so it would have been the bottom part of the tree, yep. longer branches, they would have skewered straight through the windscreen and straight through me, yeah, right? Through yeah. my body, basically. Instead, it was the top part, because I got into the other lane and I was like not only in the other lane, but I was almost off the road. I was that far off. Um, so then it was the very, very top part of the tree that hit me, which were the soft little top ones, and that smashed the windscreen in and pushed the windscreen right in, but it didn't right. go through the windscreen. Wow. And then the car stopped, and if I hadn't stopped where I was, I was heading straight towards another tree, another standing tree, because I was I was veered off the road and I was heading off the road to the side, and there was another tree right there, and I was about to hit that head on. So even though the tree had rolled over me, squashed fucking the car and rolled yeah. and landed behind the car, Holy blocked God. the whole, like it was a country road, yes. blocked the whole road across from the for both fences, so they had to, a farmer had to come and cut the tree up just so to get the ambulance through, because we couldn't even get around the tree. You couldn't drive into a paddock or anything. It was just like completely covering across the fence lines so they had to cut it up it was a massive fucking tree like (laughs) massive there's a line of like 20 of them and there was a bushfire that went through and I was thinking, yeah, and it wiped everything else out. And I'm driving up there and everything was gone, all the other trees were gone. And I'm thinking, yes, fucking yes, yes. Because every time I drive past those trees, it would remind me of it. Because, mm. like, there was one missing yep. and that was the tree that hit me. And my fucking God, they survived. They were the only trees that survived that. It was like a massive bushfire that wiped out, like, hundreds of kilometres. It was, like, uh, really bad. And those fucking trees survived. Do you reckon they're cursed? Oh, I don't know, but I'm fucking. I'm nah. gonna sue the bastards if they don't. If they fall again, I'm gonna sue the bastards. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, but that was the weirdest thing. And like when I went back, um, I had to go back to the car afterwards to get some stuff out of it and shit. And I just had this weird feeling about what happened that day because I couldn't because like I the memory of it was like really it was fucked and I yeah. couldn't remember if I was remembering right and stuff like right, that and I right. thought like where was my seat and I thought you know did was my did my seat really click back like that and am I just imagining that and shit like that now I had virtually no injuries right I was shaking the shit out of me and I had like soft tissue injuries just from the like the whiplash and stuff like that but I had no broken bones no nothing no fucking like I could have been decapitated the way that fucking tree yeah. the size of that tree if that had gone through the windows right and I've seen other people that have had the similar sort of accidents and they did not go well right um, anyway so I went back to the car I got in the car in the front seat and it was all the way back and I thought well maybe the ambulance did that when they were trying to get me out because they had to like cut some of the car out and then to get me out and that um and I thought maybe maybe that was just like from them and then I thought okay so I put the seat forward to the position I would normally sit in and I couldn't because the windscreen had smashed in that far that if I'd been sitting where I would normally have sat it would have smashed in my face oh so the seat going backwards meant that it didn't smash my face in yeah 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 so it was like the weirdest thing. So he did what I needed to save me. So he got me in the other lane so the trees didn't skewer through the windscreen and he pushed the seat back so that it didn't smash my face in. Wow. That's pretty synchronous. That's he missed his crazy. own funeral to save you. And the weirdest yeah. thing was the night before that, I'd had a dream that I was going to be at the funeral in a wheelchair. Oh, wow. Right? And I thought, that's fucking freaky, right? At the moment, like, it, the funeral was due to start at 2 o'clock, right? And I was trying desperately still to get to the funeral. I'm like, fucking get me out of this fucking ambulance. You know, I was strapped out, fucking strapped down, fucking had to have all the fucking, like, the scans and all that sort of shit. And I'm yeah. like, you know, the, the, this is going to start soon. Like, hurry up, hurry up. I can still make it. And they're like, are you fucking kidding me? It's like, you're, you're strapped to a board. You're not going to your fucking funeral, you know. And I'm like, I can still make it. And, oh, but um, what yeah. A day. At the Did moment, you make it? no. Oh, I made it to the, the very end part of it. Yeah. Like the wake when everyone was was just standing around. But I was a fucking mess. But um, 
But at the moment that the actual thing started at 2pm, I was being wheeled out of wheelchair, out of x-ray in a wheelchair. I looked up and there's a clock and it's 2pm, the time that the thing's starting, and I'm being wheeled out of an, out of the wheelchair, in the x-ray room in a wheelchair. Oh. And I'm thinking, this wow. is fucking bullshit. Yeah, like, it is. It so is. yeah, Makes that, you think about time. And I don't talk. Like I've never. T- I don't think I've ever talked about that publicly. That that there story. But yeah, that That's was. Amazing. And like I always thought when I was younger, I'd always had a feeling I was going to die young. You know how you just yeah. sort of feel like you you just can't imagine yourself getting old or something like that. And, yeah. and after that accident, that went away, and sure. it was like I'm going to get old now. So mm. it was like I don't know. Someone knew that I had something to do still. Well, to me, like six car accidents, and then it pushed you into a certain area to help people is very yeah. cosmic. Well, see, and the thing is, because of the amount of pain that I went through. And for so long, like I, yeah. I, my first accident was when I was 20 years old. Wow. So I'm like 40, well, I was about 44 or 43 or something when I first started doing it myself. Yep. So that had been like 23 years yeah. of like full on pain and horrific sort of shit. Yeah, yeah. Like pain spasms. and. How did you manage the pain prior to cannabis? Oh, fuck. I, I didn't. You didn't? Like I would just, there would be days that I'd just be screaming, literally yeah. just lying in bed screaming because wow. you just, you just can't, you just... You don't know how you're possibly going to live through it, and I was I was dying. Like they had me on morphine, endone, Lyrica. I went through every single antidepressant that was on the market at the time. So back in 1997, I'd gone through every single antidepressant that was on the market at the time, yeah. and they got to the last one, and they said, "How's that one?" And I went, "Yeah, that one works. That one works." <laughs> Just because they'd said next we're going to be all the like really big like psychiatric drugs, yeah, you know, yeah. not just the antidepressants. It was like the heavy like shit, like the lithiums level. and all that sort of shit. And I was like, uh, "No, nah, you're not fucking doing that to me." Like because yeah. they they were just using me as a guinea pig. I was at the, uh, the pain unit. Mm. Yeah. And, um, and they were just using me as a guinea pig. Like, it would be a new registrar that would come through and see you every year and they wanted to be the new saviour. They wanted to come up with a new drug that was going to fucking help everybody Fix and shit you. like that. Yeah. So they would just try you out on all these drugs and they wouldn't give a shit what it did to you. You know, they didn't care. And you'd be, I'd be sitting there bawling going, I don't want to try another one. And they'd be like, it doesn't matter. We don't care what you want. You need to try these things. Oh, you know, if yeah. you don't try them, you're never going to know if they work or not. That's torture. You know, it was, it was. What they did to me, like, was torture. I had my first car accident was SGIC which is a state government insurance agency and work cover because it was a car accident while I was working yeah right right and they tortured me and I found out afterwards that the work cover employees are told to try and stress everybody out as much as possible to either make you suicide or make you say fuck it I don't want the money just leave me alone and a lot of people will do that Mm -hmm. and I nearly did and I took $60,000 that was a first payout that was offered to me $60,000 and I took it because I was going to go fucking mental because I was going bankrupt we had no money the bills were just mounting up yeah. and they were torturing me because the they were saying that there was nothing wrong with me it was all in my head and that as soon as I got my payout the pain would all just go away mysteriously right oh, so basically God. I'm just making it up yeah, yeah, yeah. right and That's I was like, di- I was literally dying I got down to 38 kilos from all those drugs that they put me on I got down to 38 kilos I should have been 60 and I got down to 38 kilos and I was dying my organs were about to shut down my doctor did not know what to do yeah. and I was basically just waiting to die wow. and I'd I'd been I'd used cannabis when I was younger, but my sister had a meth problem, bad meth problem, and I'd had to take her daughter away for a little while to look yeah. after her and, until my sister got herself sorted out. And my husband, my ex-husband and I both used weed, but we thought we can't take my niece away from her mum for using a drug, and we're using what is they would she would consider is a drug, mm-hmm. right? So it's like okay, we've got to give it up, make sure we're completely clean, and. And so we did. And I didn't realise it was a medicine. Like, I just thought I was using it recreationally and it was just something like I did that instead of drinking. Sure. Um, and, um, and it wasn't until 
it wasn't until afterwards I realised, shit, this is a medicine. It was like I was just getting sicker and sicker and sicker. How and long then, did that take for you to realise? Um, I was off it for a couple of years. Yeah. And then a mate, a mate came over and I was just so bad. And he came over and he had some. And he goes, come on, Jen, just have some, you know, like, because she'd gone back to her mum by then. She'd be gone for like a year or something. Mm. And um, and I just hadn't been bothered because it was harder to get because I lived out in the country. So it was a hassle to go and get it and shit like sure. that. So I just hadn't bothered. And like I said, hadn't realised. And um, <laughs> and so some mates come over and they had some and just said, hey, you want a cone? And it was like, oh, fuck it. Like, I'm going to die anyway. Who gives a shit, you know? And <laughs> and so I was like, yeah, fuck it. Just give it to me. And um, so I had a cone and it was like, and I hadn't been able to eat, like, no shit. I hadn't been able to eat a meal in two and a half, three years at least. Oh, my God. Um, I could eat maybe um, a portion, I don't know, it's hard to show, the size of, like, a sticky tape roll container, like a sticky tape yeah. roll. Um, not, nothing more than about that of food. Um, and then I would probably vomit most of it up um, and, and just be so sick and so nauseous and stuff like that. And it wasn't that I didn't want to eat or wasn't no. or didn't, like, wasn't trying to eat I would try and eat and it would just come straight back up yeah. or you would just get so constipated from all the medications that you would literally like well not you because other, didn't, didn't happen to other people happened to me um I would literally have to get hospitalized because it was just I was just so chocker that I would start throwing up shit basically and the yeah. doctors didn't believe me at first they were like oh no this can't be possible you must have Mediterranean fever like this is the only thing it could be and it's like I've never been to the Mediterranean and you can only get Mediterranean fever from the Mediterranean <laughs> and then he sort of went oh shit okay then well well I don't know what else it could be and I'm like it's my fucking shit coming back up you idiot and then he was like oh I don't know I don't know just you know um, you know, we've seen some horrible things before, but you know, it can't be as bad as what you reckon. And then I vomited, and I literally had nurses running out the room and like freaking the shit out. And wow. then it was like, okay, yep, you've literally got shit coming out your mouth. Like you are, it's like literally, it had nowhere to go. It was coming back up. What My bile duct was blocked. It was like, it was just fucking horrific. And they would just have to hospitalise me until and like put me on drips and shit like that until everything just started going through again. And then I'd go home again and. And then wait till I got chopped up again the next time. Oh. It was fucking disgusting. Yeah, and that's what those yeah. drugs were doing. That's what yeah. they do to... Such a lack like, of duty of care. There are hundreds of thousands of people out there right now in Australia that are yeah. going through exactly the same thing. Yeah. They're having exactly the same fucking Correct. side effects from those drugs that will know exactly what I'm talking about, that won't talk about it because it's so fucking embarrassing and I don't usually talk about this shit. Mm. So it's so fucking embarrassing that people don't talk about it because they don't want to have to talk about the fact they've thrown up their own shit. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because you don't think that's possible. But once you've got that blocked up and literally like I, I would only go to the toilet probably once every two weeks wow. sometimes three weeks if I was lucky and that was using something like a thing called Actilax I used at the yeah, time because laxatives wouldn't work so um, it was a lactulose solution that I would use and it would like take three weeks for it to actually get through my system and it would normally take overnight mm -hmm. like this is how bad these pharmaceutical drugs are and yeah. they are killing people on a daily basis yeah. we should make an article about like something like are you shitting out of your mouth <laughs> Like, get those keywords because if people are Googling that, right? Yeah. And then we can, because what we do is we rank our articles up in Google. That's why mm. we've gotten to such a level of success. Um, but if we could put that up and then we can go, are you consuming any of these pharmaceuticals? Mm. Let us know. But also, 
consider using this as a healing option. Yeah. And then you and go And also camp. the other thing is, like, when they give you a cocktail of drugs, yeah. like, yeah. that's yeah. the other thing, like, because you read the side effect of a drug and it's like, okay, it says this, but it doesn't say this, this, this or this, and that's what I'm getting. Mm. And it's like, no, because you don't know what happens when you put those drugs together. And there are a lot of drugs that doctors aren't supposed to prescribe together. So true. But they do. Yep. And on regular occasions, the pharmacist has to pick it up and say, well, hang on a minute, you're not really supposed to have these ones together. And they'll have to ring the doctor and say, did you mean to do that? And yeah. it's like, the doctor's like, oh, oh, shit, aren't I supposed to put those together? And it's like, holy fuck, you know, uh-huh. you should know this shit. Yeah. This is what I mean. This is what shit me. Like, I would have a lot of people say to me, you're not a doctor. You shouldn't have done it. You don't have a medical degree. But I would know more about my patients than most of the doctors did. Like, I would, I I would know what drug interactions there were between yep. their drugs, not only the, the cannabis that I was going to use, but the drugs that they were using. And a lot of the time, I would pick up, like, faults with their drug, like their drugs and stuff like that that they it's... were doing. And I'd say to the people, hang on a minute, you need to go back to your doctor and say, like, these shouldn't be used together. And even mm. the pharmacist didn't pick up some of them. Yeah, yeah. You know, and this used to really shit me. And it's like, but people would say, oh, no, you haven't got a medical degree. And it's like, well, I've just proven you don't need a medical degree to heal people with cannabis. Straight up. Because, like, if we've got naturopaths and shit like that that can use other herbs and stuff like that mm-hmm. and can make other My mom's concoctions. My Yeah, so and they can make other concoctions healer. out of other herbs. Why can't they use cannabis as another one of the things Straight up. in their arsenal? Yep. You know, why do we have to have a medical degree to use a fucking plant? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's only when they start putting it in pills and potions and shit like that that it becomes, you know, something that a doctor then has to prescribe because then it's chemicals and, well, not chemicals, but then it's, you know, you're getting technical and you have to go by yeah, levels and shit like that. It's yeah. a product then, yeah. But if you just let people grow it in their own backyard and make their own oils and shit like that, we don't have to worry about What's any of really that shit. What's really weird about, like, the way that modern medical science goes about or I guess medicine in general goes about treating people is in a very like broad brush general way mm. is these ideas or there's an idea that you can just sort of increase the dosage or um, add this drug to this drug. But the reality is that everyone's like neurochemistry, everyone's exactly. body is different. It's yeah. unique. We're all made up with different lots of little chemicals and different levels of different chemicals. And, yeah. and so different things affect us. And it was something that we were talking about um, earlier when we were talking about smelling cannabis. Oh, uh, yep. Um, and I was sort of saying about how um, that's how when you go to the dispensaries overseas, that's how they get you to pick pick what strain you want. They'll just get you to smell a whole di- lot of different jars. They give you a jar and open it up and get you to smell it. Mm. The ones that smell good to you are the ones that you need. There's something in there that your body's craving and, and you need. But if it smells crap to you, that means it's something that your body either doesn't need or shouldn't have. So there's a lot of people that sometimes get, you know, different issues from smoking cannabis, sometimes psychological issues. And some people like can freak out a little bit, get anxiety oh, yeah. off of different strains. Totally. And that's obviously a strain that's a problem for you. And it's not the fact that cannabis does this to you. It's the strain of cannabis that's doing that to you. Mm. So some people can smoke majority of strains, no worries. And there might be just one strain that just freaks the shit out of them for some sure. reason. And, and we'll figure that out soon because they're starting to do all the gene mapping and stuff like that in America. Yeah. So we'll be able to start using that for cannabis as well soon. There's a real lack of accuracy. Mm. I just, think is the you know medicinal and recreational scenes tend to overlap there's a real uh, lack of accuracy in the recreational scene when it comes to potency and dosage oh definitely and it's like it's really hard because there's so many different products around and so many different people making products and yeah, it's a bit a bit hard sort of keeping track of things sometimes, mm-hmm. but um, I think if we can regulate the market a little bit, we can start controlling that yep. sort of stuff a little bit more. And we agree. I'm wondering, what would you... How would you break up your recreational cannabis to your medicinal cannabis? And what do you mean? 
Well, do you see there as a big difference? There's no difference. That's what I believe. There's I'm with absolutely you no difference between that, recreational cannabis and medicinal me. cannabis. It's There's the lots of different thing. strains, and some people will use some strains um, and feel better on those strains because another strain might give them anxiety or another strain yeah. takes away their anxiety. So there is no difference between medical and recreational cannabis except for the label that's put on it. That's yeah. yeah, that's um, it. But otherwise, it, there's no difference, and you can treat yourself just as easily with a bag of recreational cannabis as you can with um, a bag of medical cannabis. And, and people do. And they do. Yeah. And people are treating themselves medically every day themselves uh-huh. with stuff that they grow on the black, mar- uh, you know sorry, on the black market. It's, it's interesting to me, at least, that there isn't, um, you know, herbal medicines and all different kinds of medical practices once upon a time by human beings they would have been passed down generation after generation mm-hmm. with a direct kind of knowledge and experience of how they work. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that today the cannabis scene and the cannabis culture here doesn't really function in the same way. We don't have the same... Well, like, no one's just spending We don't have the knowledge of like what's going to be really life. good for we us. We don't have the generations. Like yeah, the yeah. Aboriginal people have a lot of information, but nobody listens to them. I reckon. Like yeah. everyone treat like, and I'm, and please don't everyone get angry at me when I'm gonna say this, but majority of the time, Aboriginals or the Indigenous are treated like a bunch of drunks, just okay. like cannabis users are treated like a bunch of stoners. Yep. Yep. And nobody takes them seriously. They all treat them as if they don't know what they're talking about, and they should just go back and live out in the sticks. Even though and they it have really the wisdom. Really pisses me off because a lot of the Aboriginal elders Fuck. have got like knowledge that would say this bloody country yeah, would save planet. this planet yeah mm-hmm. um, and we just need to start listening we need to shut the fuck up sometimes <laughs> yes. and listen to other people because it's the quiet people the ones with the knowledge they're the ones that will save us fuck we yeah, need Jenny. to get them to have a podcast <clears throat> or a couple yeah, the the indigenous podcast and get them to share the wisdom. We need some. That yeah, we, that, that would be another be, great thing to do get some of the indigenous good. healers and, and stuff like about, that to start talking uh, deep in creek there's basically an, an occupation occurring just south of Ipswich where a bunch of land developers, A.V. Jennings and Frasers, are deciding to just, like, roll over a graveyard and an ancient burial site. Oh, no. Oh, no. So Fuck them. This is oh, actually something that's being fought if they against. Do that. oh, I reckon They so, will hey. be cursed forever if they do that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That money will be cursed forever. Yep. That and a lot of it is dark money already, you know. Oh, they swells assholes. through their coffers. Developers, oh, I tell you, there's there's a few good ones, but there's not yeah, many good ones. I hear that, and it's a lot of the state policy making, which is tied up with oh, all the the, all these, the, the government. The government has gone too far. Oh yeah, like they have just gone fucking insane. The stuff, the stuff that they're doing now and that they're trying to get away with is just ridiculous. Bullshit. Like they are raping this country. Like they are just raping it. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, oh. they're selling off our water and they're se- like they're selling us off to the Chinese. Correct. Where like Scomo, that's what he's basically doing. Scomo is selling us all off to the Chinese uh-huh. to as much as much as he possibly can, and then he's gonna as soon as he's done, he's gonna fuck off overseas, just like Turnbull has. They're gonna fuck off and live somewhere else because they're going to think Australia's shit we're not going to live there because they've just sold us all off to the fucking Chinese yeah straight like up like you hear they sold the was it the, is it dairy farmers or one yeah, of the yeah, bloody yeah, milk, they milk companies they, they sold Bellamy's I think yep. the um, the the um, baby formula company yep. so all that baby formula that they were Chinese were stealing off our shelves we're not even going to get that anymore because that's probably going to go you're directly you're to fucking there. China all so right. they're not going to have to worry about stealing off our shelves because we're not going to get it anymore we're going to be desperately trying to fucking get like we'll be going over to China to fucking steal off their fucking shelves and we'll be getting arrested and fucking hung over there for it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? This is it's just bullshit. It is absolute bullshit. They've just um bought some port somewhere I've heard. They've you know the yeah, Chinese up in Darwin, they've, yeah, they they've just been fucking port. given the lease for a dollar. A dollar for some fucking a thousand year lease or something like that. And yeah, they it was paid, it was a, years. yeah. And I think that's the funny yeah, thing right, about a dollar. The funny thing about all of the 
I, I guess, foreign ownership that's happening in Australia. I think it could be managed, like, sustainably, basically. Mm. You don't have to say no one from overseas can own land in Australia with, and that doesn't have to be, like, the only solution to the problem. Mm. Um, but it seems like we've just completely lost touch with reality and so have our representatives mm. because we don't, as Australians, acknowledge that um, the people currently in power have created this problem. If There's a whole load of people who vote for One Nation and talk about foreign ownership and talk mm -hmm. about immigrants and blah, blah. Well, it's the Liberal National Party that you voted in for the past however many and, elections. And, and that's the problem. It's like, you know, it's like they sort of say, oh, you know, we hate this foreign ownership and shit, but Pauline Hanson always sides with fucking Liberals. Yeah, fuck oath, exactly. So it's like, well, who are you? You yeah. know, are you, are you for the people or aren't you? Because mm -hmm. you say you're for the people when you're getting up there in front of it, but when it actually comes to voting in Parliament and stuff like that, you're fucking selling out all the time. Straight just up. like Jackie Lambie just recently. Like, yep. what the actual fuck? I want to know what fucking deal she got. Yeah, like, straight what up. the fuck? What did what she get for that? Deal? What did she get? Yeah. Stop. And see, this is why I won't go into politics. <laughs> This is, this is why yeah. everyone says to me you should go into politics that's why I won't because when someone offers me a deal like that yep. I'd be out straight away with a press conference guess what that fucker asked me a fucking deal he offered me a fucking deal he was going to offer me a fucking deal to sell out to you bastards and so I would never ever get anywhere in politics oh, because so people true. wouldn't tr trust me because yeah. like I can't I wouldn't do that shit mm -hmm. if I'm going to go in there to represent the people I'm not going to fucking sell out you're already representing the people Jenny yeah and I can do a better job outside yeah. because once you get in you get you just get sucked in by it all you get sucked in and you Fuck become her. you just get drawn into it and you become one of them and you can't help it because yep. one person can't change everything from the Correct. inside look at Peter Garrett I mean that he poor tried. bastard yeah. he tried he tried and look what they've done to him they've absolutely tortured that poor bastard he tried hmm. you know but there's only so much he can do and he yep. tried to save his own skin at the end yep. and it's like I don't fucking blame him yep. you know he fucking wanted to get something out of it he wasn't <laughs> doing it for nothing for you know, sure and I, I mean that's why you go into politics right yeah because you want something you want something and that's the weird and that's thing. why they, and that's the problem with all the politicians at the moment they've forgotten about the average person yeah. and they're just getting what they're just doing what I, they need to do at the time so they all come in they do they sort out everything that they need that will will help them and their family uh -huh. and their friends and you know and it's like okay we've got all this done okay we can fuck off now don't care about anybody else yep, yep. you know and that's what they're all doing and if you look at them if you look carefully at the politicians and what they've done how they've voted you know and the way they've behaved you can see it's very very obvious and For it's sure. like at first i was sort of thinking nah no nah, i'm just imagining that nah. but then turnbull like while i watched turnbull it was like holy fuck like, i can't believe what this guy's Matrix. doing and it's like and i'm warning everyone saying watch him watch him watch him you know and he's and he's just merrily going along <laughs> just gathering up as much stuff for himself and his wife and his family and it's like are you gonna make a lot of money here you go you can have some money and you can have some money are we ready okay let's go fuck off he didn't care that he got taken over no he didn't he didn't care that fucking he, was rich anyway. he that's what he wanted he wanted to be able to fuck off and be able to fuck off in a way that he looks like the poor bastard like not voted out in a fucking absolute oh, massacre because yeah. that would have looked shocking for and he knew if he'd stayed in he would have been voted out so he by the way he got taken out that was the best way he possibly could because it's all like, poor malcolm that's poor public malcolm. image he got stabbed in the Back, you know what right? I mean? Like Murdoch is behind Malcolm and ScoMo oh, because if you think about it, the Labor spill that happened between Rudd and Gillard, they got fucking grilled for that. They got mm. out of government for that. Yeah. Basically. Gillard, and the Gillard has been scheme. one of the best fucking prime ministers we've had. She's fucked up a couple of times. Yeah. She fucked up a couple of times, but she was trying to do the best she could. Like she was, like I just said, she was one of those one people, yep. just the one person in there trying to change everything when everyone else around her was assholes. Straight up. So she did the best she fucking possibly could mm -hmm. in amongst a bunch of assholes. And you know what's funny about that? I think that, well, 
we try to make change within the systems that already exist, right? The systems that exist are like political power is within the hands of a few. It's mm -hmm. within the hands of the elite mm -hmm. and the representatives who are supposed to represent us. But really, that's a situation that's developed because people, everyday people have decided, oh, we don't have to deal with politics. We'll leave that to the experts. Yeah. The experts don't know shit about our everyday right. lives. And, and we need, we need the everyday well. people to stand up and, and say something. See, this is... Yep. And I'm, I'm going to have some people out there getting angry at me, but basically what this government does is they keep us stupid. Uh -huh. So they give us drugs, the pharmaceutical medications, to try and keep us stupid. They give us shit in the media. They give us all these fucking video games. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's one of the biggest... Like, video games is one of the biggest things to me because the amount of pe time people waste sitting on those fucking things playing yeah. those things when they Guilty. could actually be doing something Formally. and they're addictive and you know and people say oh they're not addictive fuck yes they are yes they are like mm. I've like I've got a slightly addictive personality and if I play any of those games and I get into those games I can't like I'll be doing other things and Tell I'll be thinking what, oh I've got to go back before and I've got to I do had this and... a cannabis addiction I had a League of Legends addiction yep. I had a multiplayer online I try not to play any of those games right yeah. so because yeah. I because I saw because like at our partner that was just like addicted to them and would completely ignore me and and it was fucked and I hate and so I thought I'm not going to play those fucking games and then fucking Facebook came along with its fucking Farmville or something <laughs> like that. and no shit I thought no that's alright it's just a little farming thing it's nothing and I got fucking addicted to that yeah. thing and I was farming night and fucking day and I was doing other people's crops and I was fucking making so much money and I had fucking my whole Hustle. farm and I looked at it one day and I thought you fucking idiot yep. like yep. look how much time you spent on that and I looked outside and my kangaroos are sitting out there oh. and, and I'm thinking you fucking idiot and it's like that's what they want Yeah, yep. that's what they want because while you're playing those games you're not thinking about what's going it's attention because you're giving your attention to them voluntarily and they actually profit from that attention yeah i mean at the end of the day if you're going to give your attention to something give it to something that you think will be worthwhile yeah because it's, most of these things are just distractions and yeah. that's what they're counting on it's just you're going to be distracted but and you're not going to see what's actually happening so while most people were sitting playing Fortnite or fucking <laughs> pokemon and shit like that and wandering around and bumping into things and fucking smashing into things in the fucking street because they were fucking too busy watching their fucking phone and these imaginary fucking pokemon shinks uh -huh. I stayed at this house one day and there was a Pokemon tower across the road and I couldn't figure out what the fuck was going on because people would just be walking up and just staring up sort of thing <laughs> and looking at their phones and staring up. I had people, guys would just be sitting there like bobbing yep. down on the edge of the street and it was like, what the fuck is going on? And then someone said to me, oh, it's a Pokemon tower. And I went, what, where? And I was like, I can't see a tower. And it's like, oh, no, no, it's a game. And it's like, oh, you've got to be fucking kidding me. Yeah. And it was like, and like hundreds of people would come. You wouldn't believe, um, I, like when the whole Pokemon thing launched, I went to South Bank and how many people were there? There were thousands, yeah, thousands, thousands of people, everyone on their phone. And when I was walking through it, I was like, fuck, I'm in the Matrix. Like, well, this is what I mean. It was like, this was just a random street, right? It was actually yeah. a school, it was like a, a bit more rural? school. No, it was just out of the city, but it was like just a suburb, like yeah, normal yeah. suburb sort of thing. And it was a school, yeah. right? So you imagine, you know, you normally see sort of kids, people dropping off their kids and stuff like that. But then random, like it was literally like a hundred, at least a hundred people a week would come through. At like So at least, you know, two or three a day, you know, sometimes 10 a day, sometimes 15 a day. Yeah. You know, it's just like, you know, these random people just walking up and just standing, staring up into nothing. There have like, been a lot of... And that's um, what freaked me out was they would stand... about it, actually. They would stand there and stare and there's yeah. like, there's nothing up there, you fucking idiot. It's like, why are you just standing there staring at nothing? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> and I thought these people were on drugs at first until it was like, oh, no, it's a nah, drug, tower. Druggies are a little more... Um, and it's like, and I'm saying, like, but is there something up there that they can see? I said, because they're all looking... It's like, no, it's just because that's where, it, like, in the game, that's it's up there sort of thing. And it's like, that's just... It's like, that's mm, weird. It is weird. But, like, you know, like... I mean, I don't play a lot of these games, but, you know, like I've heard about Grand Theft Auto and, mm -hmm. you know, and, and like kids getting aggressive playing those things and then go, yeah. like, like basically there was, there was one story I heard about this fucking kid that was like playing Grand Theft Auto and his brother just came up
came up to him and just sort of said, oh, you know, how's it going? Can I play something? And he just turned around and just punched him in the face. And it's like this kid was not normally aggressive or anything like that, but because he was so in the moment and so in the game and it Mm. was like, oh, fuck, you know, he sort of comes out. Once he punches the brother, he realises, oh, shit, you know, I'm sorry, mate, you know. Mm. But it was just like you get... You get drawn into these it's things. It's like and when like you're I watching said, a horror movie, right? Like yeah. you're, you're sucked in and then That's it gets the you other the ones, shot. the fucking movies. Like all these people that sit there watching a fucking movie. Oh, like everyone says, oh, have you seen this? Have you seen that? It's like, nah. Like, like all the fucking cannabis movies. Everyone, yeah. have you seen this? It's like, nah. Yeah. It's like, sorry, I've got shit to do. I can't sit there for two and a half hours and watch a fucking TV screen. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck, no way. I would, be, I would have jumped up five or six times during that and gone and done something. And it's like, oh, I'll come back in a minute. Just pause that for a minute. I'll just race off and do this and come back. And it's like, it's like, it's like I'm a mess. I'm, I'm not, but it's like I'm. <laughs> I can't, I can't sit down. It's like when there's things to do, mm. and especially it's been since my raid as well because it's just I'm just like hyperactive, on edge, yeah, hypersensitive, hyperactive, and it's like my brain is going like a million well, miles. Did you ever like smoke and just relax? Um, if I smoke myself stupid. Yeah. then I can slow it down a little bit. But the brain the brain's still, like, ticking away in there. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm pretty... My brain's I get often... two hours sleep a night, usually. Whoa. But that's all That's all the bra- my brain will switch off for is two hours at a time. Wow. Yeah. So I, I try and... No, not really. Yeah, wow. And sometimes it'll only be, like, one hour and 40 minutes or something like that. But two hours is max that I, I can usually get at yeah, night. My and like I, and like I try that. and nap during the day yeah. as well if I can, if I can sort of nap sometimes during the day as well. But it's, 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 it's awful. And it's been... Like, it was getting like that towards the end. And even before I got raided, it was getting like that because I was just working so hard. Like, because mm. I had so many people on a waiting list, so many people begging for help. I was pumping out like 100 grams of FECO a week on my own. And that's a lot for on your own. Um, and that's not just making the oil, extracting it. That's making up the capsules, making up the syringes of fucking suppositories and shit like that. It was like so much work. And like just the capsules, it would take me an hour to do about 50 capsules, I think, to like individually dose the capsule sort of thing. And right. Yeah. So it would take about an hour to do about 50 capsules. And I was doing like hundreds and hundreds of capsules. That's a lot of labour. So it was, it was, it was like, so like I would be literally, so I'd, you know, have someone to soak. And so while that's soaking, I'm doing capsules or, you know, this and then, so then I'll put the next process of the FECO and then I'm doing more capsules while I'm doing that. And then I'm, so as I'm doing one process or something else, I'm doing other things as well. So I was literally working full on and I was, it was killing me. Yeah. So I think it was like the universe's way of, like saying, okay, you got to stop now. Slow down. Yeah, yeah, because it was, it was just getting ridiculous, and because I couldn't say no, hmm. that was the worst thing. I just couldn't say no. But towards the end, it got to the point where there were just so many people that I was just mainly doing kids. Like I was like, I still had a lot of like other people, like adults, on my books that I was still looking after, and I didn't just stop doing anyone. It was just like, you know, I will still help you, but I've got to, sure. I've either got to cut back a little bit and ease up because some people were just getting a bit stupid with it as well. Yeah, yeah. Because it was like. You know, I was I, I started when I was first started. I I helped some people that were just pain and just not real bad bad pain, but just like a bit of back pain and sure. stuff like that. Minor. And you could tell the ones that really were genuine and the ones that were just abusing it because the ones that were genuine would hold it down, hold like hold their doses down as much as possible and yeah. only increase them when they absolutely had to and shit like that. But then I had people that were just fucking every five minutes they're in, you know increasing. It's like I need more, I need more, I need more, and it was like no, you need to slow down. You know, it's like well if you're running out then you're going to have to have a day when you're going to be in a bit of pain because you can't I can't be just giving you more and more and more hmm. and like some people were you know were expecting like 30 or 40 grams like a month and it's like wow. you know that's a lot for just someone who's just got a bit of pain do you know what I mean yeah so there were a few people that I did end up cutting off that's oil too isn't it yeah that's feco full how, extract wow. how much bud would you have to use to generate say 
10 a grams lot more. or 30 grams. Oh, geez, it really depends on what you're using, um, if you're using just the buds or if you're using trim and stuff yep. like that. So I was probably, because I was using a mix of buds and trim. Yeah. So I think I was getting, I think I was doing about, oh, let me think, one, two, three, four. I was probably getting about six pound, probably six or seven pound. Because I sort of, I would just dump a whole stack in, in. Um, I had the big twenty liter stainless pot. steel stock pots, and yeah. I had like probably about six or seven of those. Wow. Yeah. And, and then the, all the little ones as well, like the ten liter ones or something. Yeah. Um, so and I would just like have a whole stack of them and just fill them up, sort of thing. So I didn't really ever keep track of exactly how much, but it was usually about four pound, four four to six pound, and I was getting anything between fifty to hundred grams out of it, depending Ooh. on depending on what how long you soak it. Like that's yeah, yeah. the other thing, right? Everyone says, oh, you know, you just soak it for a little bit. So you basically put it in for half an hour, give it a bit of a shake, and it's like no, fuck that, no way. Yeah. And like people will freak out when they found out. I would soak mine for sometimes a week. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. like, but I'd get heaps of chlorophyll, like, cause you get cl- chlorophyll out of it. That's the yeah. only thing. That's why people would say don't soak it that long. You get chlorophyll oh, out I of it. See. It's like, yeah, but all you have to do is stick it in the sun, and that gets rid of the chlorophyll. Mm. <laughs> so it's like, and that way you get shitloads more oil out of it. So at first, this is the thing. At first, when I first started, I was listening to everybody else. I would listen to the Rick Simpson protocol. I listened to how long people were telling me to soak it for. Sure. And all that sort oh, of shit. Learning. And and I and I was doing shit oil. Yeah. And then I started listening to myself and thinking, okay, common sense and let's just try this out and see what happens. And so then one time, the, actually it was a bit of a mistake how I found out that you could get so much out of it by soaking it longer because I fucked up and I just had a pot there that I forgot was there. <laughs> I had like four pots or something and I only put like only real, I thought there was only three. One of them was sort of hidden sort of underneath things something had fallen down on top of it and so I'd taken the first three and done those after the I think it was a day or something I'd let them soak or six hours or something so I'd taken those and I was doing the usual strain and everything and completely forgotten about this other one and it was only about a week later that I found it and I thought oh shit you know oh no what I'm going to do sort of thing you know <laughs> oh fuck it I'm not going to waste it I'll just use it for myself you know yeah, yeah. and so I stuck it out in the sun got rid of the chlorophyll out of it and then extracted it and I just got so much out of it I thought holy fuck I got like I probably got at least twice as much more out of that one pot that I got out of the first three that wow. I'd just done and I thought holy shit I thought I wonder if that's just from soaking like soaking it more sort of thing and I thought okay let's try this again so the next time I let it sit there for a week and fuck me and yeah. so I, at first I was getting like about 50 grams or something out of it out of what I was doing and when I was soaking it for a week I was getting 100 grams out of it Fine. so I was doubling my yield that's just amazing. from letting it sit for a bit longer. And it's the, the same. potency was the same? Hey. And potency was like... No, no, it was stronger. Stronger. Yeah, it was okay. stronger as well. Stronger and more. Stronger and more oil out of it. Hmm. Much, much stronger. Much, much stronger and much more oil out of it. And it's exactly the same for the coconut oil. Like I've got people that say about doing butter and coconut oil and just doing it for six hours or something like that or eight hours or something or 12 hmm. hours or nah, 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 24 hours. Right. If you need Decal. minimum, don't. Don't decarb? Well, it depends on what you're making it for. If you're making it for medicine, you don't okay. ever decarb your your, okay. oil, your cannabis first. Because when you're making oil, um, like medicine, you want your precursors. So you want your yeah. THCAs okay. and your CBDAs yeah. and stuff like you. that. You decarb first. You destroy Lose all, all of those. Yeah. And you just all you're doing is basically get stoned out of it. Mm-hmm. So if you want it for butter, like for, for edibles and shit like that, just to get wrecked, then, yeah, decarb and get Great. wrecked away. But if you want to make it for medicine, for edibles for medicine or for oil or anything like that, then don't, don't decarb it first and only do it on a low heat. So when I do the infusions, the coconut oil, because there's more than just coconut oil. Like people think of just the coconut oil infusion, but it depends on what you're treating. So 
for a coconut oil infusion is good for like a lot of different conditions like the epilepsies and the stomach conditions and all those sort of things mm-hmm. but it's also the way of getting it into the organs quicker so coconut oil is a carrier oil for organs that'll get it to organs but right. if you want to get it to the blood so yeah. you've got say um, leukemia blood cancer okay. or something in the lymph system like cancer in the lymph nodes and stuff like that yeah. then you use a olive oil oh. and that will get it into the blood's better than it will get it into the organs. And so there's different carrier oils that will do different things and get it to different parts of your body, and that means you can treat it more effectively. Sweet. And see, that was something I learned along the way. And at first, I was just doing everything the way that everyone told me to. Mm. So I followed the Rick Simpson protocol, and my dad had cancer, and he was the first one I did a cancer with. And I followed the Rick Simpson protocol, and he died. Yeah. And I thought, fuck this for a joke and so that's when I started looking into it myself and realising that okay there's no time for the Rick Simpson protocol this fucking grain of rice size bit that you start off with and you slowly increase and it takes 90 days to do it so most people that have got cancer and they're dying haven't got the 90 days to get to that point to get that into the system they need to get in quickly so when people are that sick then we need to use suppositories on them because that's the most effective way of getting it into the system quickly but you can also use shitloads more because Mm. you can take as a suppository, you can take 10 times more of a dose as you can take orally. Yeah. So we would have people that could only take a grain of rice um, orally, but we could shove a half a gram up their ass and absolutely <laughs> have no effects yeah. and destroy that tumour. Yeah. But we did it slowly so that we didn't destroy the liver either. Oh. So even though we'd give them a lot, we would do it slowly. So we would start off with half a gram, but we would do half a gram like every third day. And then after about five days, we'd say half a gram every second day. And then it'd be after another five days, half a gram every day. And then after that, it'd be like um, every third day, one gram. Hmm. And then every second day, one gram. And then just slowly increasing it. So we're not just slamming them with one gram a day, which we could have with the suppositories because I wouldn't have had any effect on them. Oh, for sure. But it would have fucked their liver. So yeah, yeah. you have to be careful and you and have to know what you're doing. And error, I suppose. Or research. Or research, yeah. Mixture of the both, really. Yeah. Mm. Cool. Yeah, but a lot of the time, like I said, you shouldn't be playing around with it until you've done the basic research. I hear that. Yeah. So, and I've done a lot of the research now. So you know, mm-hmm. it's like once because I'm doing a book, so I am actually writing a book with all this stuff in it. <clears throat> once yeah, that's so. out there, then people can just refer to that, and oh, they lovely. can. And I'm going to put my own protocol in there, like the Rick Simpson protocol is the thirty. Was it sixty grams over thirty? No, thirty grams over sixty days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ninety days. Ninety. Hang on, say that again. No, sixty grams over ninety days. That sounds about right. Um, my protocol. If you're using good oil, and I mean good oil, mm. you can destroy tumours with 20 grams in three to four weeks. Wow. wow. A third of the time with a third of the amount. That's how effective it is. And that's what I was doing towards the end. Yeah, yeah. Just destroying brain tumours, destroying cancers with a third of the amount that the Rick Simpson says you could. So you reckon that getting this information out there, writing a book, could potentially allow people to follow your protocol and do that definitely but uh, people a lot of people already know it like yeah, anybody yeah, who's yeah. asked for it i've given it willingly uh, already so uh, my recipes are out there for my oils mm-hmm. um my coconut oil um it, like in detail about you know how and why that i do the re- things that i do and you know there's a lot of reasons like there's a lot of things that i i learned over the years that 
like a lot of people don't realize but it makes a massive difference with your oil yeah. like you know if you want different levels of different things you know you can do different things to get that out like if you want higher cbn cbn's really good mm. if you want higher cbn then you um age your cannabis by six months and you really let it dry out right so it goes almost like a powder yeah, and then you'll get higher levels of cbn out of yes, it right. so the average yield was you know, supposed to be about six to eight percent cbn from most people's oils um but i was getting i think 16 to 18 percent just by aging it a little yeah. bit is and that like it once out. it's dry or like while it's growing no once it's dried so once, once you pull it like so a lot of people will cure like... it yeah well see most people will cure it um and just keep it nice and keep some of the um moisture content in there and mm. you don't want that for cbn yeah so you, you want to take that out. so you we, we put it in hessian sacks so yeah, it's protected yeah. from anything any dust or anything like that but it's breathing Great. And it's drying out completely. And so by the time the six months is over, you tip that out and it just crumbles in your hand. It's wow. just, and so, yeah, it's just insane. And then, like I said, I was just getting massive levels of that. And so, you know, I could see the difference in like the, the results that I was getting from it. Like yeah. when I got better at like the, when I first started making it, it was good. You know, mm. it was good and it did okay. But once I got better at it and I'd researched it more and got better at making it and, you know, you, you could, could see just it. see the difference yeah. in it and see how good it was. Wow. But, you know, and so the, my recipe's out there, but one of the things that, you know, I sort of say to people is it's all well and good to have the recipe, but it also comes down to strains. Yeah. And so sure. if you're just using shitty bushweed, then mm. you're not going to get the same results as if you're using a decent decent strain. And one of the things that made mine so good was it was a Jack Herrer, and the yep. Jack Herrer is one of the best medical strains. And But I wouldn't just use one strain. I would mix sometimes up to seven different strains together mm. because every strain of cannabis has a different profile of cannabinoids yeah. different levels of different cannabinoids yeah. right. um and so you'll get a certain benefits out of that that um particular strain so it but if you mix you mix say five or six ones together yeah. then you're evening out your cannabinoid profile and right. you're pretty much getting more of an even medicine so, so if you want something that's going to treat a lot of different things if you're yeah. doing it to help other people and you're not just doing it to help yourself in a specific thing if you're doing uh -huh. it for a general population type thing that you're selling or whatever out there then yeah then you want to do something that's going to help as many different conditions as what you possibly can and so you want an even level of those so it's like a multivitamin yeah <laughs> yeah, sort of. Yeah, <laughs> a multivitamin cannabis. Yeah. Mm. Well, well, cannabis is a multivitamin. That's yeah. what people real need to yeah. realise. It's just like every other thing that we put in our system because you know we have an endocannabinoid okay. system. Cannabinoids feed the endocannabinoid system, so it's just like anything else that we're just putting back in our body. Mm. So we have to stop thinking it as something that's an outside thing. We produce THC in our systems ourselves. Yeah. When we it's exercise endemic. and we get that euphoric feeling from exercise, that's from a natural THC. Yep. There's natural THC in breast milk. It's part of the so, homeostatic functioning of the whole body. Like yes. We would just be veering off in weird directions and that's why people system. like a lot of people have problems um they think now are associated with um like the endocannabinoid system like fibromyalgia yeah. and stuff like that yep, they I've think that. has um is something that's because you know people have a starving endocannabinoid system wow so um but that's just all conjecture at the moment and we'll find out because like there's so much research that still needs to be done yeah we've true. got a long long way to go and we like know nothing saying, about it so far really it's those it's those uh, it's it's the it's the ability to really enter into the scientific literature mm. with a bit of honesty. Mm. I feel like there's been and a that's lot of the obscuring. that's the worst that's the biggest problem that we've got at the moment is because every every time a scientific study is done, it's funded by somebody. Yeah, and whoever it's funded by, it'll be skewed skewed towards One whatever the they, they want. want. Yeah, yep. um, and until we can get some really 
like you know CSIRO grade stuff yeah that's yeah. that no one's having anything to do with it. it's just being funded by the public or something like that right. that's why that's why we need this non-profit non-for-profit thing going I'm with you. but that's like studies like that are going to cost millions like two or yes. three million bucks to put a study like that up but if we really put our minds to it we could do shit like that like if we said to the public okay let's let's start with say the um the um return servicemen the ones that all got the ptsd that are killing themselves like there are so many fucking yep. ex-soldiers killing themselves at the moment now we know we know that it works for ptsd mm-hmm. let's do a study let's help these old guys and you know some young guys still that are coming back with horrific injuries and shit and that are freaking out over the stuff they've been through let's do something for them you mm. know and let's do one of the first clinical trials ourselves and let's get it funded by the people out there we've got the rsl will no would no, no doubt help out you know because it's helping their people so um you know it's those sort of things if we can think smart you know we can we can do this ourselves we don't need the government yeah, if we, we just if we can just get some money behind us fuck the government they can't Straight stop up. us yeah. they can't if we can present all the present all the clinical trials ourselves and say well there you go you wanted a clinical trial here's this one and here's this one and here's this one there is no reason to stop it mm. so we need one of the one of the first ones we need is for kids we need a clinical trial to show that THC does not damage these kids it doesn't develop damage their developing yeah, brain and there's like a that. lot of studies out there that they, it's kind of conjecture, but they talk about how cannabis can impede the development of the brain. Well, that was a lot to... of those studies, like I said, and it all comes back to who's funded them. Yeah. Were funded by pharmaceutical companies and right. shit like that. But there was just been one released just recently that was done from a more of a um, open source. Yeah, yeah. And that actually came out and said there is no there is no evidence that cannabis devel- uh, damages the developing brain. That's, I think that there, is no ev- there is no evidence, there is no change, there is no mm-hmm. um, difference in development and stuff like that. But what shits me out of, out of that is most of these kids are really sick and most of these True. kids need it so badly because they're going to die. Yeah. yeah so so they're what's die the anyway. fucking point? What They're not going to yeah. have a developing brain if they're dead. Yeah. Yeah. So let's just keep them alive and who gives a shit if they're a bit slower than the kids sitting next to them? Hmm. Do you know what I mean? This is what I mean. This is yeah. this is the whole bullshit of Not the whole system. Not dealing with um, the side effects of different treatments in a holistic fashion either. Yeah. Just saying, you know, you can get onto the pills, but the stuff, the the stuff that's illegal, cannabis, all of that, don't don't even give it a second look. And if you do, then um, your father, who's you know been looking after a sick, debilitated child and has all of these medical bills to pay, now has to face the legal system. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's all of these barriers that prevent people from getting the care they need. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, like I said, you know, like they basically say here in Queensland that um, no children under 25 years old, and I hope people realise that, they still considered people under 25 years old children. Yeah. So no children under 25 years old should have cannabis. What the hell? Because it, de- because it de- damages the developing right, brain. I should stop. So as a 24-year-old, you're still considered as someone that shouldn't be using cannabis. I'm 22. So this is what I mean. Your baby, darling. I am your a baby. baby. And it's going to do it. It's going to damage your development. I don't think you're going to know how to ride anymore after a few yeah. more years. No, you're going to start reverting back to fucking childhood. <laughs> but this is this is what I mean. It's just the it's the ridiculousness of it. Like I said, a lot of these kids that I was helping were dying. You know, they were going to die. Yeah. So what the... F- so who gives That's a shit the if they've got some weed? Yeah. Like, they, a lot of these kids um, were non-verbal, like, couldn't speak at all when I started yeah. helping them. And then, and then, then after speaking. starting using it, they start speaking and get back to school and shit like that. So it's yeah. like, you tell me it's damaging their, damaging their brain. Their fucking brain was damaged by the pharmaceutical shit that you've uh-huh. been giving them. You were frying their brain. The cannabis has fucking woken them up and you're telling me that's bad for them? It's like, it's just, it's just ridiculous. It's uh-huh. ridiculous. And it all comes back to pharmaceutical companies making lots of money, don't want us have it... Because 
because yeah. it'll ruin their profits. And that's what I'm it sure all there comes are some people who, who really benefit from those meds who have mm. like the right context it works yeah. for them yeah it does yeah there are but some people out there but the fact that everyone is it, it might work for that. them it might work for them and they might get the results in the sense that it stops their seizures or whatever yeah, yeah but yeah. they're still getting the side effects they are you're right they're yeah. still suffering those side effects and they wouldn't have those side effects if they were using the cannabis mm. yeah especially for seizures and other yeah. other treatments yeah, yeah. you mm. know and like it's not just it's like like some people don't even realise how bad some of these other medications are yeah. or even where they came from. Like yeah, A lot yeah. of people don't realise warfarin, the blood thinner warfarin, right, came from rat sack. Oh, wow. What's they realise that? that rat sack, the poison, rat poison. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because that's how rat sack works. It thins the blood of these animals and if they bump themselves or hurt themselves, then they bleed out because wow, they just yep. they bleed and they stop. They can't stop bleeding because they won't clot, oh, won't, yeah. won't yeah. let them clot. So they realise that. So then they realise, okay, we can use that on humans. So then they rebranded it and put it in medications. They use it for humans now. Um, chemo drugs, the chemotherapy drugs, um, was actually mustard gas. Yeah. Some yep. of the chemotherapy drugs were mustard gas, and they've just rebranded them and done that. Mm -hmm. um, there was a f quite a few drugs that Monsanto, like weed killers and shit like that, that Monsanto made that yeah, ended up getting up. turned into drugs. Yeah, yeah. And, like, these, these chem they're chemicals. They are. They're not even plant-based. They're chemicals. Synthetics, yeah. Yep, and they've turned them into drugs because they can see, oh, well, if it does this to animals and it's killed all these animals or done that, you know, then we can use it on humans. Yeah, so it's yeah. like, yeah, hang on a minute, but what bad shit is it doing? Yeah, yeah. And that, But I don't care. It's like, we can use this. We can make money out of this. It's such a corrupt system. I mean, yeah. I'm sure that, again, people working within those systems that mean well, all the best, but... Yeah, we're, we have to close this up, don't we? Yeah, it's um, a bit late. Well, that's okay. Um, thanks for coming on to our podcast, Jenny. This we'll have to do it again. Yeah, there's so I much know. more to talk about. We, Th I think we only just here. we didn't even just chip the iceberg. No, chip, chip no. the tip of the iceberg, did we? <laughs> yeah. I think no. we just singed the top of it off with the with the lighter. <laughs> I think. Porch, yeah. We didn't even start an intro. We just we just went. We just, we just went. I'll add one in later. That's all right. <laughs> that well, I'm gonna have to come back in a couple of days and do it all over again. Then aren't I? Oh, that would be fantastic. Let's get that going. Got plenty of time, so happy to give you. And like, there's so much that we need to talk about and there's so much that needs to be done we need yeah. to get information out that's the thing yeah like we're all about that. my biggest, the media wing the whole thing we've done with fab the reason i really started it was you know about pgr yeah oh of course you've seen our fuck pgr stickers? yes of course it's doing some stuff it's, it's fucking working it's but good. the whole premise of why i started fab was to put an article up about it. I took the information from someone else who knew way fucking more than me, but he never included any pictures or an identify identification there we go yep. um, about anything and all that. So I just wanted to turn it into a guide, and that's what blew up our whole site, right? Yeah. And it's people because people want we, that info. People they needed to know. know about it, and they wanted to share it with their friends. We've now got someone here who has more experience than us, like mm. twenty times over. Right, we need to get what's in your head out to the general public Straight and get up. them to read. We it. need your mind. Yep. Read Jenny. it. Um, I'm happy get to audio, do that. like everything. We need because that's get this what out. I've been all about is like getting getting information out there. Like there's a lot of other oil makers out there that were pissed off when I put the recipes out because it meant that they lost that's, customers. Yeah, because you know, people were making it themselves. Because because a lot of oil makers told everybody it's really hard to make. Oh, you know, you need me to do it for you because you can't do this yourself. This is too hard. Yeah, you know, you blow yourself up. Behavior. You know, you'll blow yourself up or. Jeez. You know, and they just wouldn't teach. They wouldn't tell anybody how to do it. Like, people would say, "How do you do it?" Oh, you know, well, you know, it's you, it takes you years to learn this Trade shit. Secret. You know, they would just make up fucking bullshit. You know, oh, yeah. and I came along and I would help people, but then I would teach people how to make it as well. So then 
I could stop helping them you and they get, could go on and help yeah, themselves. You can push them along. Yeah, and so that's that was the whole mm-hmm. idea of me at the moment. It, like at the beginning, it was like I I couldn't help everybody, yeah, so like it was said. like let's teach as many as I could. And them. I got threatened when I first put the fucking recipes out there. Like people were threatening me, saying oh, you can't do that. We're gonna lose customers. It's like yeah, bummer. Yeah, fuck it? you. Because they're not customers. <laughs> Welcome to the free market, oh, motherfucker. Yeah, they're not customers. They're people, Straight and up. they can't afford to buy your yeah. shit at yeah. five hundred bucks for ten mils of something that you can make for two hundred bucks for a liter. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the coconut oil. There's people out there sending like selling like ten or twenty mils of the coconut oil for five hundred bucks. Far out. And people can make a liter of it for the cost of a fucking an ounce and a, a jar of cannabis. If they knew how oil. and what came. And all you have to do is get my recipe, and it's yeah. piece of piss. Slow cooker, cannabis, coconut oil, 24 hours, strain it, you're healed. Awesome. As easy as that. But we've got plenty of time to talk about that. Yeah, we will. We'll next get time. some stuff going. Thanks, Jenny. Thank my you, Jenny. My pleasure. Catch you next time. There will be a next time. There will be a next time. Bye-bye.